powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to Friends, Foes, and Neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, as what you are about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for insightful interviews with incredible people. Join us now as we delve ever deeper into the human condition. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hi. Thank you ever so much. Appreciate you coming. Please sit. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. That's right. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. Before we jump into this episode, though, I want to say a huge thank you to my good friend, Mario Sanji. What a fantastic interview, and I hope everyone went and picked up a copy of The Absinthe Frappe when it launched. If you haven't bought your copy yet, you can buy it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, LSU Press, or wherever you buy your books. Mario, congrats on the launch. I know the book's going to be a huge, huge success. Okay, welcome to episode 145, and we are changing gears a bit here. We have on the show a renowned radiation oncologist who went on to become the CEO of Medicine Mama's Apothecary, Dr. Claire Petuccio. Dr. Petuccio will be discussing her latest product, V-Magic, a specialty vulva care product. The good doctor will also be discussing how she got involved with the company, her approach to cancer treatment, answers a few fan questions, and much more. So let's just go ahead and get her out here. Duval Nation, please join me in welcoming, calling in today from Palm Springs, California, the CEO of Medicine Mama's Apothecary, Dr. Claire Petuccio. Hello and welcome to the Derek Duval Show. How was the weather out by you today? Actually, it is pouring rain and we have a windstorm with flash flood advisories. So Terrific. great. Not typical California weather. No. <laughs> I could have stayed home in Anchorage, Alaska if I wanted this. Nice. All right. So I start my interviews off with the same question is, how has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic so far? Well, I, I think like everyone, it's changed my life, my family's life. And I, I think we're all still working through it. As a physician, it really changed the way we practiced medicines and some of the changes will be long lasting. So the introduction, for example, of telemedicine into most everyone's discipline was new. And it was one of those things that came because it was an emergency. And we really still wanted to be able to reach patients. But especially at the beginning of the pandemic, getting people into an office safely was almost impossible. So, you know, that, that's been a welcome addition on some sides. I always enjoy the interpersonal reaction of a patient relationship. So I was always anxious to get back into clinic. And I think that as we go forward in medicine, we're going to see a melding of the two. So we've, we've gained some ground, but I think we all also realize, just like in other workplaces, that we want to go back and we want to interact with people on a personal level. Mm. 
So every journey has a beginning. Where were you born? What was it like growing up there? <laughs> uh, I was born in Berkeley, California. Having nothing to compare it to, I think it was a great place to grow up. And I ultimately went on and went to university at UC Berkeley because both my parents had gone there, my aunts, my uncles. And to be honest, it's the only school I applied to. So looking back, I feel very lucky to have gotten in. <laughs> How long did it take you to graduate from, my, from Mayo Clinic School of Medicine? Uh, it's a four-year program. Four-year so, program? Four years. <laughs> Any favorite memories while you were there? You know, Mayo, still I hold it in the highest of regard, really kind of a quintessential place to learn medicine and the practice of medicine. We were fortunate there were only 30 people in a class, and I think they still hold to that with six PhDs, so 36 people total. Most medical school classes are upwards of 200. So what that meant is as students, we had such personalized attention and really an ability to move into clinical practice unfettered because any rotation, anything we wanted to do, we weren't competing with so many other people that it was unattainable. So I can't imagine having learned the practice of medicine anywhere else better, frankly. I'm, I'm really grateful for that opportunity and always look back at it very fondly. What is the appeal of oncology over other medicine? Well, I love my patients. And I, even though many people would consider it a very difficult specialty, and I, I used to give a lot of lectures for a while. I was on staff at University of Washington, so I did some teaching. And I always got the question, don't you find what you do depressing? And sure, there's times when it's depressing. And there's times I went home and I thought, wow, this is really depressing. But I looked at it as I focused on what I could do for people, not what I couldn't. And it really changed my outlook of how I practice medicine and interacted with my patients and their families. So I always felt that I was getting more out of the interaction than maybe even the patients because I learned so much. I was welcomed into people's lives at this really pivotal, terrifying, difficult time. And I got to be a part of that and help people through that, to be a shepherd in ways when people were really struggling and, and their families are really struggling. So I always felt it a huge honor and that I got so much from it in terms of a practice. So I actually really enjoyed oncology and um, just find it to be, a, you know, it's, it's one of those practices where you can be an expert at something and really make a difference in people's lives. That's awesome. So when a woman is given the terrifying cancer diagnosis and they are scheduled to begin radiation treatments. What sort of expectations do you give those patients? Well, so first I think it's important to distinguish cancer is a spectrum of diseases. So I think that people have a tendency to think that all cancer is the same and therefore all outcomes are the same, whether it's bad or good, but it's not. Cancer is kind of a big term that we use for the disease, but it can affect any organ system in the body. And so depending on 
what we are talking about, it changes the outcome, the treatment, prognosis, and what someone might have to endure to get through the treatment. So if we're talking, for example, about breast cancer, the most common cancer diagnosis in women, we've made so much in terms of advances we generally approach it, well, what we do with cancers is we stage them. And the reason we do that is it allows us to compare and contrast different people's disease so that you can say, okay, if you're a stage one, that's early stage, we only have to do this much. And this is the expectation for outcome. If you're a stage two and it goes one through four, you know, then we would maybe add this or the expectation would be such. Same with stage three and stage four being metastatic disease, where oftentimes we're really just trying to extend life, get comfort in a meaningful way. So first you have to understand that it's a spectrum of the diseases. And within that, each and every organ system, we then divide it up in terms of how far advanced the disease is when we first diagnosis. And that, that's what dictates how we treat that particular disease and how we approach that particular patient. Now, you are the CEO of Medicine Mama's Apothecary, which, by the way, I had to rehearse saying that. It's a great <laughs> – it rolls right off the tongue so nicely. And I've read you've been involved with the company now for a long time. How did your journey with this company begin? Well, I, mean, I guess 10, 14 years ago, my husband and I came into this company as investors, you know, passive money, if you will. And we, we chose to invest in this company because we really liked what they were doing, what they stood for, the fact that it's all organic, natural products. So as time went by, we invested more and more and ultimately came to own the company. And so at that point, I was also transitioning out of full-time clinical practice and looking to make an impact somewhere else. And I looked at this as a really exciting transition because where I have my entire career worked with people with abject illness, this presented a possibility to impact wellness and the way that people look at lifestyle and living their lives in a healthy way. So as I transitioned and the opportunity arose to take over the company in a CEO capacity, I thought, wow, this is really exciting. I could continue doing good through this. So we have an amazing line of products. We focus on vulvar care primarily at this point. But in addition to the products being amazing, and I've used the products for 14 years because I had access to them, I also had brought the skin and the vulvar care products into my clinics over the year and had tremendous success with radiation reaction in terms of uh, soothing and helping to get past the more severe reaction with these products. It was kind of like a miracle. So I thought, wow, there's really something to this. So when I became more involved, I also saw it as an opportunity to create a platform for discussion. So what really excites me in addition to the fantastic products is the ability to engage women of all ages and stages in some open dialogue, to use it as a platform as a physician 
to help educate women about women's issues, women's health, how their bodies change over time, what to expect, how to cope with that, what we may do to ease those transitions, and also what isn't normal. When should we be going in and talking to our physicians? And as a cancer doctor, I have plenty of experience in this. And a lot of late stage disease that I saw was most unfortunately because people were not in touch with their own bodies and they didn't have the opportunity to talk to either physicians or their peers or their parents or their children or anything vertical or horizontal to find out what is normal. A lot of women have always felt that as their bodies change, it's just the way it is. Yeah, suffer in silence. There's some parts of that that are normal and there are things we can do to alleviate that and help with that transition. But there's also parts that aren't normal, like, hey, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. So I really view this as a way to reach out and impact the female community at large. So what was the driving force behind the founding of V-Magic? So V-Magic was originally founded as an organic moisturizer, protector, hydrator for the vulva. And especially as women age, go through menopause, vulvar tissues may become dry, irritated, intimacy may become uncomfortable or even painful. So the idea was to create something that would help ease that. Many people also don't know that there's medications that can create dryness in the vulva area. Birth control pills are among those. Most people don't know. So now this isn't a menopausal group, right? This is a much younger group of women who may be suffering secondary to a medication. Um, radiation, unfortunately, big culprit in creating vaginal and vulvar dryness and irritation. And of course, then as we progress through um, menopause, pregnancy, we have all kinds of hormonal changes during pregnancy, which will definitely affect the, the vulvar area. So the goal was to create something that was natural, organic, no estrogens, no parabens, no soy, that would help alleviate some of the symptoms that come secondary to many of these changes that we come up against in normal life. So being a man until this week, I was very uneducated as to the sheer horror that cancer treatment can do to a woman's intimate areas, especially with <laughs> severe skin reactions. How would your products assist in repairing the damage done to those areas? Well, it is, you know, unfortunately, we in radiation do not like to talk about burns. We like to talk about reaction. But for most people, the only thing you could compare it to would be getting a burn. And so you can imagine how painful tissue that feels like it's been burned in that way would be in an intimate area. And so what for the acute process, it our balm is very soothing. And so it can help alleviate some pain and discomfort certainly from treatment. In the long run, pelvic radiation will likely leave a woman of any age 
with much drier, thinner, maybe even firmer tissues. And again, this product helps moisturize, rejuvenate, alleviate some of that change. And I think not only making the woman more comfortable, but allowing potentially a return to intimacy with a partner, which is another platform for me in this company that's very important, whether it's from radiation, a medication, or menopause, taking out intimacy from a long-term relationship really changes the dynamic of that relationship. And I've seen it over the years in my patients where maybe, whether it's menopause or radiation, you've had a 20, 30-year partnership with someone and you take intimacy out and it completely changes. It, it, it changes from being that advanced relationship that no one else has with you or that person to more akin to what we have with our best friends, our parents, our any other person who's important to us in our life. But what differentiates that very special relationship with a partner is the ability to be intimate and the trust that goes along with intimacy. And when you can't do that anymore because it's painful, it just, it hurts, you step back. So anything that we can do to get people back into that to me is huge. I mean, that's, it's so important. So that is also to me a very important discussion around not only our products, but for the community at large. Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break right here, but we will be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Dr. Claire Batuccio. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super long deep breaths. You know that's right, Clouseau style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Please give your attention to a few friends of my show, and we will be right back. Welcome to Wine Chats with Bildo and Lindalyn. My name is Billy Milovanovich, a.k.a. Bildo. My name is Lindsay Kirkwood, also known as Lindalyn. And this is our offensively funny podcast about drinking wine and chatting life. Some of our previous topics include conspiracy theories. I know somebody that thinks the world's flat. What? Like a real person? Yes. Body ailments. I'm going to go from toes up because I have a lot. <laughs> no, seriously, you laugh, but I have so many body ailments. This is what ailments. happens with age, guys. And I know. And orgasms. I'm a little bit frustrated and it just hasn't been happening. I, I'm trying. Henry's trying. We're all trying. But when orgasming is good, it's good. Basically, we talk about all the things that you would generally talk about over wine with your girlfriends. New episodes out each Monday. Chat, Chat soon. Duval Nation, Derek and Mindy Duval here to talk about Jerky Pro, the standard in premium beef jerky products. The Derek Duval Show and Derek and Mindy's Fun With Movies is proud to be sponsored by the team at Jerky Pro. As a veteran, I am always the first to support veteran-owned businesses. Setting up shop in 1987 and founded by military and paramilitary veterans, they have set the bar for how beef jerky is processed, flavored, packaged, and sold. With strict quality control standards, Jerky Pro offers many flavors that are sure to please any beef jerky connoisseur. From the standard original flavor to honey glazed, peppered, teriyaki, sweet barbecue, or if you're brave enough, the fierce red hot, there are many flavors guaranteed to entice your palate. Offered in various sized packaging, use promo code DUBALL37, all in capital letters, 
at checkout to receive a 5% discount. Remember folks, if your beef jerky is not making your mouth water, then it's not Jerky Pro Beef Jerky. Jerky Pro, the standard in premium beef jerky products. Hi, it's Michelle Fabre, and you can hear my new single, Last Chance for Love, on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other streaming platforms. Last chance for love, last chance for love. Can we make it? Just tell me so. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts! Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy. It is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podtasticaudio.com slash easy. Hey, this is Patrick Baker, and you are listening to The Derek Duvall Show. Check out my new single available on all major streaming platforms and visit my site at patrickbakermusic.com. everyone, this is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, A Veteran's Journey from Homeless to Hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 145 of the Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview 
with the founder and CEO of Medicine Mama's Apothecary, Dr. Claire Batuccio. When I heard that you were going to be on the show, I put it out to my listeners that you were going to be coming on. And I asked them to submit some questions. And some very, very talented women sent me some great questions. And if it's all right, I'd like to ask them to you. So the sure. first one is, and it's kind of piggybacking what you said earlier, you actually said you've mentioned that you've used these products. But every are these, day in every way. My listeners want to know, are, are these products catered mostly to women who are going through cancer treatment or is it for everybody else? No, it's actually for... For everybody else is the broad answer. So I happen to be a radiation oncologist. So I happen to have brought these products into my world. They were conceived not for that population. It's really, I mean, it, it was fortuitous that our paths cross and it, it worked for me, but this is not a medical product. So this is a product that was actually formulated and created for women of all ages and stages, just walking around and had primarily been really embraced by the menopausal community because there's so few things that are natural and organic that people have been able to access for mm -hmm. menopausal changes. This next question is an interesting one and it's how hard is it for a female doctor right now in a field dominated by men? It is still hard. I have worked really hard to get where I am. And I would say thank you to every woman that went before me to make my path as easy, quote unquote, as it was. I mean, much easier now than 100 years ago or 50 years ago. But it is still a male-dominated world. And we still face... Uh, you, you know, <laughs> discrimination, wage differences, all the same things that people in other specialties or other work-related areas face, we still face as well. So I'm happy to be part of this and to help move it forward so the people that come after me will have it easier. That's always been a goal, and I believe in standing up for ourselves as women and that Obviously, we should be treated exactly the same and deserve the same. And I've always said I've worked twice as hard for half as much <laughs> being a woman. And so um, I, I would have to say that's a long answer. But unfortunately, I don't think the bias has yet been removed. But we just keep moving and working. With new treatments and advances in medicine, in your opinion, how far away is the elusive cure to cancer? <laughs> Boy, um, we are making strides. We've made huge progress. There are some areas now, immunotherapies, etc., but we're not there yet. Uh, over the course of just my career, 25 years in or more <laughs> in, in cancer, I've seen huge changes and huge moves forward. But it's not on the horizon. I can't grasp or see it yet, but we are much closer than we've ever been. And I think that given the advances in technology, science, imaging, etc., I think we move more quickly towards a cure than we have in the past because we have more means. So it, it could be around any corner 
and it, we're coming at it from all directions. And I'd, I'd love to be able to say, oh, you know, coming soon to a theater near you. Right. But we're not quite there yet, but we certainly are making huge strides. I've always been a believer that every generation has one great scientific advancement. And, you know, with the 60s, it was like, you know, the space race and, and the 90s was the Internet and so forth. I've always believed that this generation will be the eradication of a major disease, be it AIDS, cancer, Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, one of the big four. But I truly believe that maybe one day it'll happen soon. Yeah. And I, and I think that only through that belief and continued hard work in that direction will we get there. So, right. yes, keep believing, please. <laughs> So what's next for The Good Doctor? I think next is taking this company and the platforms that are important to me as far as I can. We're at the point now where we're really ramping up, increasing our distribution. But more than that, I think increasing awareness through things like this, social media, publication, Reaching out, I want to get as many women as possible involved in the conversation. I want, I want women to be allowed and empowered to talk about themselves, their bodies, their vulvas, what's important, and to understand different ways that they can be healthy and participate in their health. And I think these are discussions that have not been widely held. So my real mission, what's next for me, is getting that out there and getting people involved. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So as we enter the final phase of this interview, I always like to ask one fun question, especially if the topic has been like this. So <laughs> what do you do to relax? Are there any shows you're currently to? Because I mean, based on what you said, you have a very stressful job what how do you how do you disengage and, and, and decompartmentalize this well um <laughs> it's a good question and i am very busy having said that part of what i preach if you will i don't love that word but you know just part of my ethos if you will is that we should all be taking care of ourselves and learning to love ourselves so that we can do good as we go forward and part of that is for me, and I think it's important for most people, is some form of exercise every day. So when you ask, what do I do? You know, I try to get outside and exercise. Even in the dead of winter in Alaska, we have headlamps and gear. Um, get out and exercise. If I'm outside with nature, getting some physical exercise, getting the endorphins moving, that that's it, it's not only good for me it's it's vastly relaxing there's solace in that so that's one of the things i do um and i try to do it every day i try to make some time i try to make some time every day and i tell people to do this as well for me time and maybe that's during exercise maybe that's that first cup of coffee in the morning quiet time where you think about what does my day look like? What is my mantra for the day? What is my intention that I'm going to set for this day? And it, it belongs only to you. And you need everyone, not just women, but everyone needs that time every day. And I think that's a really important part of a healthy life and of a, of a good day. So those are things that are particularly important to me. 
And like everyone else, you know, we try to eat healthy, <laughs> um, you know, mainly plant-based, etc. cetera. Um, but, but I think that a lot of the things that we, keeping our bodies and our minds as healthy as possible and loving ourselves is what allows us to do what we want to do and accomplish throughout the rest of our day. As you can wind things down, what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? Uh, I, through social media. Um, and um, as we, our website, of course, and as more of our adventures unroll, we'll be definitely posting those on the web, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram is at the V as in, the magic is at the V magic. Um, so it's at the V magic for Instagram. And we'll be starting a TikTok called Ask Med Mama in the near future. Awesome. All right. So I end my interviews with my favorite question. The question okay. is this okay? If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you want to say to the people of Earth? Well, that's a tough question. <laughs> But um, I think what I would say, and, and not to sound cliche, but especially here on election day where, you know, um, I think that I would say, think about being good to yourself so you can be good to other people. I mean, really, we are community and we have to live and function as a community. It's the only way that we survive, all of us and move forward. So I would encourage everyone to think about what they want for themselves and how they see contributing to their communities. We all owe it to our community to contribute what we can. So think about your best self and what you can give to your community as that best self. Awesome, that's beautiful. All right, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. This has been super informative, and I know my listeners join you in wishing you all the best for your future success. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Perfect. you. And first of all, and, and also, Derek, thank you very much for having me on your show and taking the time. This is exciting. You're welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. And just like that, Deval Nation, we come to the end of episode 145. I want to thank Dr. Petuccio for taking the time to come on the show and speak with me. You can tell she is incredibly passionate, not only about the company and the products she sells, but also the women and patients who buy them. So thanks to the good doctor for being such a great guest. I'm hoping we can get her back on the show down the road. I have a project in mind already. Okay, tune again next time as we showcase another extraordinary person. I have a really good one coming up in a few days. So be sure to keep checking your favorite podcast streaming channel for that episode to drop. Also, I think it's fair to ask, have you, the listener, enjoyed this episode? I sure hope you have. So please go hit that subscribe button to keep up to date for when new episodes drop. Also, if you're feeling generous, drop us a review. We love reading what our listeners have to say about us, good or bad. We are still enjoying our partnership with the Amazing Tea Public. The Derek Duvall Show has a great little store on there. And with everything without logo on it, including mugs, stickers, and magnets. Plus, we have some really fun t-shirts on there that Mrs. Duvall and I added. So please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com. Go to the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that. 
and you've been taken to our store on TeePublic. And once again, I say it all the time, but I mean it. I want to thank them for being such great partners with the show. On behalf of myself and the entire team here at The Dirk Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, fingers crossed today for SpaceX rescheduled maiden flight of Starship today into the upper atmosphere. Delays are annoying. I know, I know. But when you are talking about millions of pounds of thrust, (laughs) you want to make sure the conditions are correct before you fire 31 Raptor engines. So as I said on Monday, all I want to hear on Thursday morning are two words. Go flight. No star, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, for links to merchandise and to explore past episodes. Please find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show.